All right. Now, not all functions are in the form x to the n. For example, even a simple function like f of x equals 5x squared. We haven't discussed this using the shortcut methods yet. We've only maybe done this using the limit definition. So it would be nice if we had something we could use that didn't require us to write the limit as h goes to 0 of f of x plus h minus and so on. So we need a shortcut for more kinds of functions. The first kind of function we're going to look at is one that has a constant multiplier in it, a constant coefficient. Now, if we have just g of x equals 10x plus 7, technically that has a constant coefficient, but that's just a linear function, and we already know that the the slope of a linear function, oops, I just said it, right? The derivative of a linear function is just the slope of the line itself. So g prime of x would just be 10. But if we have something like 10x squared, or 5x squared, or 15x cubed, or negative 3,000x to the fourth, we need to have some rule that we can use all the time without having to use a limit definition. So that's called the constant multiplier rule. But we need it to work for every function, not just 5x squared. So let's ask ourselves, what would be the derivative with respect to x of some function times any constant we want. Obviously, the constant's not equal to 0, or that's not a very interesting derivative. So suppose we have some constant not equal to 0, and it's multiplied by f of x, and we want to know what the derivative is. Well, let's see. When we just had 5x maybe plus 10, the derivative with respect to x then was just 5. Could you think of it as 5 times 1? And isn't the derivative of x equal to 1? So maybe it's just 5 times a derivative? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Plus, if you think about the line y equals x, it's supposed to be straight, then you have the slope of 1. And then you take 5 times it, you have a slope 5 times as steep. So it might make sense that if you take a function and you multiply it by, say, 5, it multiplies your derivative by 5 as well. So it's possible that maybe the derivative of a constant times a function is just equal to the constant times whatever the derivative is. If that's true, we need to prove it. And in order to prove it, in any case, we would need to investigate using what definition of the derivative? The only one we have to work with is the limit definition. So if we say, well, maybe it's c times f prime of x. Let's just evaluate the derivative using the limit definition. The limit as h goes to 0 of c times f of x plus h minus, and then what we're differentiating is c f of x all over h. So now we're taking c times f of x plus h minus c times f of x all over h because c times f of x is what we're differentiating. When we do this, we can see, no pun intended, that we have c in each term. So we can factor it out. c times f of x plus h minus f of x all over h. Now, we haven't discussed limits and their properties yet, but since c is a constant, 
multiplied by this other stuff, we actually can factor it out of the limit itself. Because this is, the limit as h goes to 0 of f of x plus h minus f of x over h. The limit is as h goes to 0. c is just coming along for the ride and multiplying by each term in the numerator. So when you evaluate the limit, it makes sense that you're still going to just have a c times it. And so this will be coming up for us later on. But you can see that our derivative is right here in the limit as h goes to 0 of f of x plus h minus f of x over h. That's still just our derivative multiplied by c. So we have c times f prime of x just as we suspected at the beginning. Now the proof involves this property of limits that we haven't talked about yet in this in this sec in this course, but or this section. But in the book, the author just talks about the numerator of this limit and just has you look at how you've got the numerator of the derivative right here multiplied by c and wants you to just say, okay, this makes sense to me then that, that the derivative would just be c times f prime of x. So it's not a proof, but it's at least an investigation. And when we look at properties of limits, we will see this property coming up very soon. So what we're accepting is that if you have some constant multiple of x to the n, now you can differentiate it with respect to x. It's just whatever the constant multiple is times the derivative of x to the fifth, which is 5x to the fourth. So there's this step is in between, but a lot of people just skip it as they start working on these. And they just say 5 times 1,000 is 5,000. And then they take x to the fourth power, which is the same thing you get if you take 5 times 1,000 here. So as another example, the derivative with respect to x of negative 1, too many 5s, negative 1 third x to the seventh power. If you want to get that derivative with respect to x, it's negative a third times 7x to the sixth power using the simple power rule. The derivative of x to the seventh is 7x to the sixth. In the future, I'm going to be putting my derivatives into brackets. So you'll see that uh, I'm going to start using brackets whenever I differentiate something so we get used to it. Negative 1 third times 7 is negative 7 thirds x to the sixth, and that's the derivative. So now we have a new thing that we can use. Whenever we have a product of a constant and some power of x, and we want to differentiate with respect to x, the constant in front, the coefficient, just gets multiplied by the exponent and then x, x's exponent is reduced by 1 still. So I'm putting in brackets again the derivative and then the coefficients in front. So we have 2 sevenths times 2 thirds is 4 21sts. And then we have x to the negative 1 third. And if you want to write that without the negative exponents, we have 4 on top over 21 on the bottom 
x to the one-third power. Now, I gave you this in, in um, rational exponent form, so I didn't give it to you in radical form, so technically you wouldn't be expected to write it in radical form, but you always could. It would never be incorrect to write it as 21 times the one-third power means cube root of x. So you have 4 over 21 times the cube root of x is the derivative of 2 sevenths x to the 2 thirds. So you can see where the 421st came from, right? 2 sevenths times 2 thirds, and then x to the negative 1 third power. So you have the cube root x in the bottom.